My latest book is out. Blood-Tingling Tales, Volume 4. Over 15 scary stories are waiting for you. Go to maniacontheloose.com slash books, or just go to Amazon and search for Blood-Tingling Tales. If you like scary stories, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories Podcast. (laughs) Sit back and relax. Keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times and enjoy the ride. Go seek. My mom takes me with her when she visits a neighbor of ours who lives down the street. They sit at the kitchen table and yammer on about all sorts of things. Sometimes they laugh, sometimes they cry, but usually they just talk and drink. They drink wine, which my mom told me is like the adult version of grape juice. I would hate going over there if it weren't for Barry. He's the neighbor's son. He's 10 years old, so he's two years older than me. He goes to a different school, so the only time I see him is when we visit. Most kids Barry's age would prefer to pick on me rather than play with me, but Barry's a nice kid and we always play hide and go seek when we are over there. Barry's mom is mean. She wasn't always that way. At first she was real nice to me and encouraged me and Barry to have fun. But now she hates when we play, especially hide and go seek. She gets mad when we do. We have to sneak off and play without her knowing or she yells at us. I'm not sure what happened that made her change. I asked Barry and he just shrugged. He either didn't know or didn't want to talk about it. On our latest trip to the neighbor's house, Barry's mom was sobbing when we arrived. And she was drinking. A lot. My mom rubbed her on the back and talked sweet to her, kind of like she would to me when I was hurt. That's when I saw Barry. He was hiding around the corner and waved for me to come to him. I knew if I just got up and left, Barry's mom would holler at me and tell me to stay put. I had to wait for just the right time to sneak away. It seemed like forever, but finally Barry's mom started crying hysterically and lowered her head. My mom moved closer to her, telling her everything would be okay. And that was my chance. I quietly crept away from the grown-ups and darted over to where Barry was waiting. He smiled at me and asked me if I wanted to play hide-and-go-seek. I nodded yes, and he told me to go upstairs and hide. I could hear him counting as I dashed up the stairs and started looking for the perfect hiding spot. Barry's house was old and kind of spooky. I wouldn't want to be there alone, that's for sure. The hallway upstairs was long and skinny. There were several bedrooms. Barry's room was the last room on the left. 
I was going to hide in there, but that would be too obvious, so I hurried into his mom's room and hid under her bed. As I pushed myself under the bed, I bumped into several empty wine bottles that clanked around. I hope that didn't give me away. I waited under there for a long time. I knew Barry was looking for me, but he was being quiet. I had a view of the hallway outside the bedroom and hadn't seen Barry pass by yet. So I waited and waited. That's when I heard the front door to the house close. I scurried out from under the bed and looked out the front window. I could see my mom in the yard. She was looking around and seemed to be calling out. What, was she looking for me? I was about to head downstairs to let her know where I was in case she was worried when I heard Barry's mom scream. Where are you, you little son of a bitch? Uh-oh. She knew we were playing hide-and-go-seek. She was really mad, and my mom wasn't there to protect me. I wasn't sure what to do, so I slid back under the bed. I figured I'd wait there until my mom came back into the house. I just hope Barry's mom didn't find me first. She was getting crazy all the time. Just wait till I find you. My heart started thumping as I heard her footsteps stomping up the stairs. Where are you? You better answer me. I could see her legs race past the doorway. I could hear the bang of the door being flung open. I knew she was in Barry's room looking for me. When I find you, I'm going to carve you up. I was so glad I didn't hide in there, but surely she would look through every room. If I was going to get away, this was the time while she was down the hall. If I hurried, I could get out from under the bed and run down the stairs before she caught me. I sprang out from under the bed, but kicked the wine bottles in the process. I hear you. I could hear Barry's mom running down the hallway. I stood up and started to run for the bedroom door, but she got there before I did and blocked my way. You. What are you doing up here? She was insane. Her eyes were bloodshot red. She was snarling like a mean dog. She looked like a monster as she reached out for me. I'm going to kill you. I tried to get away, but she was too big and strong. She grabbed me by my arm, slammed me against the wall, and started shaking me. What are you doing up here? Tell me, what are you doing up here? I had no choice. I had to confess. I was playing hide-and-go-seek with Barry. This made her even madder. I told you never to play hide-and-go-seek again, didn't I? Didn't I tell you that, didn't I? She moved her hands from my arms to my throat and started to squeeze. I thought she was going to kill me, but my mom rushed in and pulled her off of me. Barry's mom collapsed in a heap on the bed and started bawling. I rubbed at my sore neck and expected my mom to comfort me, but instead, she yelled at me too. What were you doing up here? I was just playing hide-and-go-seek with Barry. How dare you? Do you know how mean it is to say that? I was confused. Had my mom gone crazy too? Why can't I play with Barry? My mom took a deep breath and got control of herself. Her next words were still sharp, but she wasn't yelling anymore. She sounded sad. Barry is dead. I looked over at the doorway. Barry was standing there looking at me. 
Barry's not dead. He's right there. I pointed. My mom looked back and then shook her head. There's nobody there. I knew if I argued with her, I'd just get in more trouble, so I shut up. My mom bent down and started combing her fingers through my hair as she spoke to me in a soft tone. A month ago, when you were playing hide-and-go-seek with Barry, he hid in an old refrigerator and suffocated. He's dead, and you have to stop pretending like he's not. Do you understand? I didn't understand, but I knew I had to nod or things would just get worse for me. It was nighttime when we finally got back home. That night, I woke up in my bedroom at midnight. The room was very dark, only a little bit lit by my nightlight. I could see Barry standing at the foot of my bed. He was watching me. Are you really dead? He nodded. Can we still play hide-and-go-seek sometimes? Barry nodded again and smiled. This episode is sponsored by my latest book, Blood Tingling Tales, Volume 4. Go to ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash books or go to Amazon and search for Blood Tingling Tales. Trust Game My name is Katie. I went to an all-female high school, a rather old school that was founded in the early 1900s. It is said to be haunted, and many of the girls claim to have had various paranormal experiences. The age of the school and the rumors of it being haunted are not the only differences from most high schools. Rather than the same mundane classes that every other school had, my high school offered an array of college courses and creative elective classes. One of the elective classes I was rolled in was a leadership course. It was designed to give the students basic knowledge on how to become an effective and successful leader. Among many different techniques that were used in that class was an exercise referred to as the trust game. The trust game was as follows. There were 12 of us girls in the class. We'd all stand up in a single file line. Each of us would hold the hand of the girl in front of us and the girl behind us. Every girl would be blindfolded except for the girl in the front of the line and she would lead us like a big snake through the school. The point was that if she were leading us properly, she could confidently guide us through whatever obstacles were encountered. I was quite good at leading the group, however I was only average at best at following the person in front of me in a blindfolded state. The idea was in order to be a good leader, one must also know how to follow. I was improving at the following part, but seemed to get frazzled easily and was prone to making mistakes. On this particular day, I was placed smack dab in the middle of the line. I was determined to be laser focused on following the girl in front of me without any mistakes. 
The girl leading the line was named Denise. She was very good at this, and I knew her tactics. She would start the line off with rudimentary motions and then get progressively difficult. I was dialed in. Nothing was going to deter me. I was ready for anything. As expected, Denise started us off light. She walked us up and down the hallway in a simple straight line several times. Piece of cake. Then she started moving us in a snake-like motion and I was having no problem at all. This was the day I was going to be mistake-free. I just knew it. Then the hard part came. The stairwell. The stairwell consisted of a flight of approximately 10 stairs that ended at a landing. It was then followed by 10 more flights of stairs, and so on until we reached the 5th floor, which was the top floor of the school. Most girls who led the line didn't take us up the stairs, but Denise always did, and this was where I usually messed up. But today was different. I was concentrating and fully focused and was in perfect form all the way up to the 5th floor. I was beaming when the girls in front of me and behind me let my hands go. The exercise was over and I had nailed it. At least I thought the exercise was over. It wasn't but a few seconds later when I felt the girls grasp my hands once again. I had celebrated a little too early, but I wasn't going to let that fluster me. I immediately regained my focus and affixed my senses on the motion of the girl in front of me. It was a few seconds later when I heard the clanking of footsteps on the old winding staircase. This was crazy. There was no way we'd all be able to wind our way up that tight twisting staircase. Not to mention it led to the roof of the school. And once we started up it, there would be no turning around, at least not while we were all joined at the hand. But this was fine with me. If Denise wanted to test us, today was the right day. I was honed in like a hawk. The tinny sound of all our footsteps on the staircase at once sounded like someone rattling heavy chains. But we were all in sync, and in no time, I could feel the cold breeze as we stepped out on the roof. I couldn't believe we pulled this off. I wanted to let go of the girl's hands, pull off my blindfold, and jump for joy. But we were still moving. When was this game of trust going to end? I could feel the crunch of graveled roof under my feet, and then became alarmed when the texture changed from rocky to smooth. Where was I? It was then that the girls let go of my hands and I heard them start calling my name. Katie! Katie! Their voices were anxious, fright-filled, and distant. Extremely distant. It sounded like they were coming from below me. Katie, no! No, don't do it! Don't do it, Katie! I couldn't take it anymore. I reached up, removed my blindfold, and recognized that I was all alone on the roof. I looked down and saw all eleven of the other girls on the ground below me screaming for me not to jump. That's when it dawned on me that I was on the roof's edge. I shrieked, turned around, and ran back into the school. Later, the girls informed me that the exercise ended when they all got to the fifth floor. <laughs>
I told them that I felt them let go of my hands, but then they grabbed them again. The girl said that did not happen. They said no one grabbed my hands again. They told me that after they let go of me, I kept my blindfold on and started walking again as if I were still playing the trust game, but that I was all by myself. They thought I was kidding around, but I wasn't. Something else took me by the hands and led me to the roof, where I was mere inches away from falling to my death. We hope you enjoyed the show. We're dying for you to come back for more. <laughs> Visit ManiacOnTheLoose.com Sign up for our newsletter and I'll give you some free stuff. We'll see you soon. Very soon. If you like scary stories, and you want to support the show, buy some of my books. I have a whole slew of them, and most of them are just 99 cents. Go to ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash books. Again, this is a great way to support the show. That's ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash books.